Hello everybody, this is Kia from Wicked Majesty and you are listening to Tea and Terror Podcast, the show that entertains with true and fictional stories from beyond the grave for people who love horror. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another night of terror and classic macabre on the Tea and Terror Thursdays. I am your host, Kia Reed. If you are new here, welcome to the Wicked Majesty channel. I post horror stories, gothic tales, and creepypastas that would get your blood rushing and nightmares beyond your imagination. If you are a returning subscriber, thank you very much for watching my videos and subscribing. You definitely help my channel flourish and I greatly appreciate it. Tonight, I will be reading part two of The Monkey's Paw by William Weimark Jacobs. I hope you enjoy tonight's narration. If you make it through the entire episode and you like what you heard tonight and you're listening to the podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast or SoundCloud, then please share the Tea and Terror podcast with others and add it to your playlist. If you are listening from my Wicked Majesty YouTube channel, please hit that like button and subscribe to my channel. Thank you all so much. Now on with the story. Part 2 of The Monkey's Paw In the brightness of the wintry sun next morning as it steamed over the breakfast table, he laughed at his fears. There was an air of prosaic wholesomeness about the room which it had lacked on the previous night and the dirty shriveled little paw was pitched on the sideboard with a carelessness which betokened no great belief in its virtues i suppose all old soldiers are the same said mrs white the idea of our listening to such nonsense how could wishes be granted in these days and if they could how could two hundred pounds hurt you father might drop on his head from the sky said the frivolous herbert moore said the things happened so naturally said his father that you might if you so wish attribute it to coincidence well don't break into the money before i come back said herbert as he rose from the table i'm afraid it'll turn you into a mean avaricious man and we shall have to disown you his mother laughed and following him to the door watched him down the road and returning to the breakfast table was very happy at the expense of her husband's credulity all of which did not prevent her from scurrying to the door at the postman's knock nor prevent her from referring somewhat shortly to retired sergeant-major's bibulous habits when she found that the post brought a tailor's bill herbert will have some more of his funny remarks i expect when he comes home she said as they sat at dinner i dare say say mr white pouring himself out some beer but for all that the thing moved in my hand that i'll swear to you thought it did said the old lady soothingly i say it did replied the other there was no thought about it i had just what's the matter his wife made no reply she was watching the mysterious movement of a man outside who peering in an undecided fashion at the house appeared to be trying to make up his mind to enter in mental connection 
with the two hundred pounds, she noticed that the stranger was well-dressed and wore a silk hat of glossy newness. Three times he paused at the gate and then walked on again. The fourth time he stood up with his hand upon it and then, with sudden resolution, flung it open and walked up to the path. Mrs. White, at the same moment, placed her hands behind her and hurriedly unfastening the strings of her apron, put that useful article of apparel beneath the cushion of her chair. She brought the stranger, who seemed ill at ease, into the room, furtively, and listened in a preoccupied fashion as the old lady apologized for the appearance of the room and her husband's coat, a garment which he usually reserved for the garden. She then waited as patiently as her sex would permit for him to broach his business, but he was at first strangely silent. I was asked to call, he said at last, and stooped and picked a piece of cotton from his trousers. I come from Ma and Megan's. The old lady started. Is anything the matter? she asked breathlessly. Has anything happened to Herbert? What is it? What is it? Her husband interposed. There, there, mother, he said hastily. Sit down and don't jump to conclusions. You've not brought bad news, I'm sure, sir. And he eyed the other wistfully. I'm sorry, began the visitor. Is he hurt? demanded the mother wildly. The visitor bowed in assent. Badly hurt, he said quietly. But he is not in any pain. Oh, thank God said the old woman clasping her hands thank god for that thank she broke off suddenly as the sinister meaning of the assurance dawned upon her and she saw the awful confirmation of her fears in the other's averted face she caught her breath and turning to her slower-witted husband laid her trembling old hands upon his there was a silence he was caught in the machinery said the visitor at length in a low voice caught in the machinery repeated mr white in a dazed fashion yes he sat staringly blankly out at the window and taking his wife's hand between his own pressed it as he had been wont to do in their old courting days nearly forty years before he was the only one left of us he said turning gently to the visitor it's hard the other coughed and, rising, walked slowly to the window. The firm wished me to convey their sincere sympathy with you in your great loss, he said, without looking round. I beg that you will understand. I am only their servant and merely obeying orders. There was no reply. The old woman's face was white, her eyes staring, and her breath inaudible on the husband's face was a look such as his friend the sergeant might have carried into his first action i was to say that ma and megan's disclaim all responsibility continued the other they admit no liability at all but in consideration of your son's service they wish to present you with a certain sum of compensation mr white dropped his wife's hand and rising to his feet gazed with a look of horror at his visitor 
His dry lips shaped the words, how much? Two hundred pounds was the answer. Unconsciously of his wife's shriek, the old man smiled faintly, put out his hands like a sightless man, and dropped a senseless heap to the floor. (laughs) 